RetroSeasons.com for more sports history. On October 11, 1967, the St. Louis Cardinals faced the Boston Red Sox at Fenway Park for Game 6 of the 1967 World Series. The Cardinals led the best of seven series three games to two, and this is the NBC radio broadcast of Game 6, featuring announcers Pee Wee Reese and Harry Carey. The weatherman must be a great baseball fan. Pee Wee, a beautiful day. The temperature 62 degrees. The ballpark's going to be jam-packed, of course. Gary Wasluski will pitch for the Boston Red Sox. Dick Hughes for the St. Louis Cardinals. And what a story this is. Wasluski, you know, was added to the uh, Boston roster as a result of an injury. And he is, his name is not even in the official World Series program. How about that, Pee Wee? Well, that is something, Harry. And, of course, Wasluski, he can get off to a good start. Gets over this nervous jitters to start of this game. He could be a little rough because he throws a real good sinker. He pitches a whole lot like Lombard. And Harry, where have you been for the last three games? I missed you, Pee. We've been over on <laughs> that other medium with our good friend uh, Kurt Gowdy. But what a World Series this has become. Remember when uh, we left Boston, Pee? I said to uh, to you, I believe, and to our engineer Joe Sterniello and to our producer here, Len Dillon, our director, that uh, we'd be back to Boston. And here we are. Yes, sir. And uh, this. Boston Ball Club, all year in the American League, they have fought back. They've been a tough ball club. You counted them out, like the win in the last two games on Saturday and Sunday against the Minnesota Twins. No one gave them too much of a chance winning those two games. Uh, no one has given them too much of a chance of winning the last three here. But we're back in Boston, Harry, and you can't tell what's going to happen. This broadcast is authorized under broadcast rights granted by the Commissioner of Baseball solely for the entertainment of our listening audience and any publication, rebroadcast, or other use of the description and account of this game without the express consent of the Commissioner of Baseball is prohibited. Another thing about playing in a World Series, for example, I'm looking down at uh, Jim Lounborg's been posing for pictures all day long. He's become a national hero. Just uh, winning 22 games in the American League, I'm sure wouldn't have made him the hero that he is now as a result of winning two in the World Series with all that national exposure involved. Here the starting lineups being announced. Red Cheney's the manager of the Cardinals, has been introduced. Now Lou Brock will be playing left field, hitting 400 in the series, will be the leadoff man. Batting second in center field, hitting 150 in the series, Kirk Flood. In right field, batting third. Proving himself a competitive warhorse, as you would expect him to be. Roger Maris hitting 316 in the series and leads with six runs batted in. He'll be playing right field hitting third. Orlando Cepeda, who's been held to a 150 batting average in the series, will be batting cleanup playing first base. The catcher for the Cardinals, hitting 125 in the series, Tim McCarver. Playing third base and batting sixth, with an average of 125 in the series will be Mike Shannon. At second base, fellows made two of the greatest defensive plays ever seen, but both in losing games, hitting 353, batting seventh at second base, Julian Javier. At shortstop, batting eighth, hitting out 167 in the World Series, Dow Maxville. And the pitcher out in the right field bullpen, still getting ready, Dick Hughes. 
He's 0-1 in the series. He was 16-6 over the regular season with an earned run average of 2.67. For the hometown Boston Red Sox, the rest of the Cardinal squad is introduced in mass. And they've taken their position along the third baseline. Now the Boston Red Sox will be introduced. Starting with their manager, who, by the way, will be honored by the Boston Cosmetographers Association in a dinner later this month. Dick Williams has been introduced and trots out the first base. Leading off for the Boston Red Sox, one of the stars in their victory Monday in St. Louis, at third base, hitting 125 in the series, Joe Boy. At second base, hitting 400 in the series. In his first full season of the major leagues, batting second, Mike Andrews. In left field, starring in the series as he did during the regular season, Carl Yastrzemski. He's hitting 333 during the series. In right field, the man who put the Red Sox out in front in Monday's game, Ken Harrelson playing right field, hitting 167, batting fourth. At first base, hitting fifth, batting 222 in the series, George Scott. In center field, the switch-hitting, hard-throwing, fleet-footed Reggie Smith, hitting 235 in the series. Batting seventh, playing shortstop. Batting 071 in the series with one hit in five games, but playing brilliantly defensively, Rico Petroselli at shortstop. The catcher, the only member of this team that starts who's been in the World Series before, hitting 167 in this one, Elston Howard. And the pitcher, 26 year old, 6 foot 4 inch, 195 pound, Gary Waslewski who during the regular season won two, lost two for the Red Sox, won five, lost six for Toronto. The governor of Massachusetts, with whom we enjoyed a lobster dinner last night, John Volpe, he's in the commissioner's box, Commissioner Bill Eckert, John McHale, commissioner's assistant. Let's see who's going to throw out the first ball. caught that United States Marine Corps Robert P. Blanchett, Sturbridge, Massachusetts, wounded, wounded last May in Vietnam, and presently recuperating in his home in Sturbridge. Has just tossed out the first ball. Elston Howard returns the ball to him as a souvenir, and the Red Sox take the field. The wind is blowing towards right field at about from 10 to 20 miles an hour out of the west. So as the Red Sox take their positions, moving into the microphone to give you the play-by-play -play on the first portion of the ball game, former great shortstop of the Brooklyn Dodgers, Kurt Gowdy's partner on NBC's Game of the Week, and my good friend, Pee Wee Reese. Thank you, Harry. Gary Wozlewski taking the mound, ready for his warm-up pitches, and while he's taking his warm-up pitches, We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification.
KMOX, KMOX FM, St. Louis. Earn 5% on savings certificates, the highest return on insured savings in the area. At the blue chip of the savings business, Community Federal. Back here at Fenway Park, the sixth game of the World Series. The big, tall right-hander starting for the Boston Red Sox. As Harry told you, he was not eligible for this series until Daryl Brandon, big right-hander, got hurt for the Red Sox. He was put on the eligible list two days before the series started. He pitched three fine innings in Saturday's game. He struck out three, didn't walk a man, and they did not get a hit off of him. So Dick Williams, a manager for the Red Sox who likes to play hunches, said this is the best man he thinks right now that can beat this Cardinal ball club. So he started it. Peely, uh, an oddity, I think. You know, the team that scored first in each of the previous five games has won. Whoever scored first has gone on to win the ballgame. And talking about scoring first, here is a fellow that the Red Sox must keep off of those sacks. His name, Lou Brock. He has eight hits in the series. He has scored five runs. He'll be followed by Kurt Flood, Roger Maris, Gary Waluski looking down at Lou Brock. Elston Howard giving the sign. Here's the pitch to Lou Brock. He tries to butt one down the third baseline. It looks like he held back on it. He held up on it. He thought he had caught Foy back a little bit, but Foy's about three steps in. Howard said something to Paul Pryor behind home plate, but it's ball one. Here's the pitch. There's a ball hit off the left. Yastrzemski going over out in left field. Near the stands. Can he get it? Just missed it. He jumped up off on the side of the wall. Almost came up with that ball. Carl Yastrzemski. And he knows that wall like the back of his hand. He's been over there numerous times, I'm sure. Now that it count as one ball and one strike on Lou Brock. Wozlewski looks around at his outfield. He's a big, tall fellow. 6'4", weighs 195 pounds. He's 26 years old. Here's the windup, the pitch. A curveball in there. Ball strike two. And you'll be hearing that yelling all day. Well, let's see. Lou Brock walked away. <laughs> Pee-wee, oh, dead, Harry. Pee-wee, he thought that first pitch that you were undecided about and which you had thought that he had tried to bunt, he too thought he had tried to bunt it and he thought he was out on strikes. He had walked over. Paul Pryor, the plate umpire, must be a little bit embarrassed about that. Well, I guess I wasn't wrong because Lou Brock thought he had bunted to the ball also. He started to walk away. Pryor called him back and said, there's only two strikes on you. No one else says a thing. One ball and two strikes. The windup, the pitch. That got him. Struck him out. Elson Howard caught the ball in a pickup seat. Tag Lou Brock. So the first batter that Wozlewski faces, he strikes out. And that brings up Kirk Flood. As I said, Wozlewski pitches a lot like Jim Lombard. He has a sinker curveball, fastball. Here's the pitch. 
by Wozlowski. A tap out to the second baseman, Mike Andrews. He has it, flips the ball over the side. And that's all for Kirk Flood, two up and two down here in the top half of the first inning. And that brings up Roger Maris. Roger Maris has had quite a series. He's had one home run, six runs batted in. Six for 19. The outfield is pulled around to the right. You know, he slapped the double in left field against San Diego over in Bush Stadium. He hits the ball where it's pitched. Here's the pitch by Wazlewski. Swing it in. Wazlewski has that sinker ball working. Against the sinker ball pitcher, you must make him bring the ball up. If you swing at that ball below your knees, you'll hit those grounders all day. Here's the pitch. Fastball outside. Makes it count one ball and one strike. Elston Howard out in front of that home plate. One of the real fine catchers of all time, Elston Howard. He's giving the signs. Holds that target right in the middle. Here's the pitch. Swing it in. Strike two. One ball and two strikes on Roger Maris. Hey, we have this youngster keeps that stuff all afternoon long. It's going to be a tough day for the Cardinals. One ball, two strikes on Roger Maris. It's two away. Fenway Park. The sixth game of the World Series. At the foul straight back. And the count remains one ball and two strikes. He seems faster here than he did in that relief stint in St. Louis. And you recall he struck out Brock first time he faced him there. And the first time he faces him here today, he struck him out. We're in the top half the first inning. No score in this ballgame. It's two away. The Cardinals. At bat, Roger Maris. Wozlewski taking a little time. Elston Howard giving him the sign. Into the windup, Wozlewski. The pitch. Foul straight back on the screen. Maris hanging tough. Defensively for the Red Sox, Scott at first, Andrews at second, Petroselli at shortstop, Foy at third. In left field, Yastrzemski in center field, Reggie Smith, right field, Ken Harrelson, the catcher, Elson Howard, and the pitcher, Gary Waslewski, and here comes the pitch right now. He's taking out! It's the Cardinals nothing, and the Red Sox coming to bat. It's what's up front that counts. And up front ahead of the filter. Only Winston has the good, good taste. That comes from filter blend. Filter blend means fine tobaccos for the best taste yet. That's why Winston is America's largest selling cigarette. Winston's out front because up front only Winston has filter blend. Choice golden tobaccos specially selected for the best taste in filter cigarettes. Winston tastes good like a cigarette should. Winston. 
Harry Carey with Pee Wee Reese at Fenway Park. Gary Waslewski, who had retired nine Cardinals in a row in St. Louis in the third game of the series, just retired the first three he faced here as the, Reds, as the Cardinals went down one, two, three. So now he has retired 12 men in a row as Joe Foy steps into the batter's box to lead it off for the Red Sox, Pee Wee. Okay, Harry. Joe Foy inserted in the lineup the last game over at St. Louis. He and Mike Andrews and Ken Harrelson back in there today. The first pitch by Hughes, low and outside, ball one. On next circle, Mike Andrews. He'll be followed by Carl Yastrzemski. Fenway Park, the sixth game of the World Series. Dick Hughes not taking too much time. That ball has popped up. Second baseman Javier underneath it, calls for it and takes it for out number one. So Joe Foy, starting off with the Red Sox here, pops up. That'll bring up Mike Andrews. Andrews, two for five in the series, 400. Real fine second baseman. This is the 64th World Series. American League teams have a 38 to 25 edge in the series competition. But the National League has won eight of the last 13 series. Of course, the National League got clobbered last year. Mike Andrews, first pitch. Outside, ball one. The Baltimore Orioles beat the Dodgers four straight games. Hughes. Pitching to Mike Andrews. The count, one ball and no strike. Hughes looking down, he's catching McCarver. Here's the pitch. Ball hit hard out of left field. Blue Brock going back for the scoreboard and takes it right in front of the scoreboard for out number two. That ball was hit right on the nose. The wind is blowing towards right field. It'll hold up the ball hit towards left. Harold Yastrzemski. It's a nice hand. He deserves it. Yastrzemski has two home runs in the series, batting 333, six for 18. Remember, it was Yastrzemski hitting a home run to break up a nothing nothing pitching duel. Hughes first pitch to him, fastball in there, strike one. Off Dick Hughes. It was Hughes against Lomborg in the second game of the series, and Yastrzemski hit a homer to put the Red Sox into the lead, one to nothing in the fourth inning. One strike on Yastrzemski. Hughes looking down at McCarver. McCarver giving the sign. Here's the pitch. A changeup. It's outside. One ball and one strike. They try to keep the ball away from Carl Yastrzemski. He used to hit a lot of balls out toward that green monster left field. Here's the pitch. Fastball. Low and outside. Ball two. But this year, he did a lot of pulling. It was quite successful. He hit 27 home runs at Fenway Park and 17 on the road. Here's a pitch. Ground there. It's a foul ball. Cepeda, the first baseman up with it, puts the ball back to Hughes. Two and two, defensively for the Cardinals. Cepeda at first. Javier at second. Maxwell at short. At third, Mike Shannon in left field, Lou Brock. In center field, Kirk Flood. In right field, Roger Maris. The catcher, Tim McCarver, and the pitcher, Dick Hughes. The count on the hitter, Yastrzemski, two and two. Here's a pitch. Foul right straight up here by us. Everything all right, Harry? Don't worry, Pee Wee. I'll protect you. <laughs> count is two and two on Carl Yastrzemski. Dick Hughes, the winningest pitcher for the Cardinals this year. He won 16 games. And lost six. Yastrzemski holds that bat high. Here's a pitch for Hughes. 
inside. Makes the count three and two. That was a curveball. McCarver massaging that ball, flips it ball back to Hughes. Hughes is about the same size as Wozlowski. A little bit heavier. He's 6'3", weighs 200 pounds. Here's the pitch. Yastrzemski pops it up. McCarver looks at it. Back in the stands, no chance. Hughes, excuse me, Pee Wee. Yastrzemski's had a couple of real good pitches to hit, but has fouled them off. I think he would like to have that one back. I think so, too. Hughes does not take a wind-up. He just holds the glove right in front of him, as he's doing right now. Gets his sign. Yastrzemski's backs out of there. Paul Pryor of the National League, the umpire, behind home plate, calls sign. Holding that hand up in the air. Yastrzemski back in the box. Little jittery. Hughes just standing out there holding the glove. Here is the pitch. And it's fouled straight back. A good fastball inside part of that plate. It's two away. The count is three and two on Yastrzemski. We're in the bottom half of the first inning here at Fenway Park. St. Louis failed to score in the top half of the first inning as Wozlewski looked great. He struck out two men. Hughes. Count of three and two on Yastrzemski. Here is the pitch. A changeup. Grounded to support the ball. Gets by. Out into right field. Yastrzemski may go for two. No, he makes a big turn at first base and back in there. was hit hard right at Cepeda. We'll have to wait to see whether he gets a, a hit on error. And they gave Yastrzemski a hit. And that brings up Ken Harrelson talking to Harrelson before the game started. And Bobby Doerr the batting coach for the Red Sox. They have moved Harrelson up on the plate. He's gotten a little bit closer to his work, and he says he may break loose today. Let's see what happens. Dick Hughes flips the ball over to Cepeda first. Yastrzemski with not too much of a lead. It's two away. Base runner on at first base is Yastrzemski. Hughes looking down. He's set. Here's the pitch. Harrelson swings and misses. Strike one. As Harry told you, Hughes spent nine years in the minor leagues. He said it was a long, tough fight getting up here, but it was worth it. And they say what helped him stay here was that Billy Muffet, the pitching coach for the Cardinals, taught him this no wind-up pitch of his and gave him control. Here's the pitch. He's swinging the miss. Strike two. As Hughes threw the ball right by Harrelson. That's been his best fastball, Pee-wee. It looks like he got what he'd been trying to throw a little earlier. Real good fastball. Dick Hughes pitching to Ken Harrelson. Yastrzemski on it first. Hughes, count set, looks over to Yastrzemski. Here's a pitch. It's a curveball, a breaking pitch outside. Makes the count one ball and two strikes. The umpire today, prior behind home plate, the National League. At first base, Stevens. At second base, Al Barlick. At third base, Umont. Down the lines, Barlick. Donatelli at left field. 
There goes the runner. It's a little tap foul down the third baseline. It's Strempsey going back to first. Down on the right field line, it's Ed Rungi. Count remains one ball and two strikes. On Ken Harrelson. In this series, he has one hit in six times at bat. You remember correctly, he drove in the first run in Monday's game over at Bush Stadium. Here's the pitch to Harrelson. He struck him out. So that's all for Ken Harrelson. That's all for the Red Sox here in the bottom half of the first inning. The score after one inning in play, the Cardinals nothing and the Red Sox nothing. Going into the top of the second, Orlando Cepeda, who's been stopped cold by the Boston pitching staff. He's had only two hits in the series, both doubles. He's hitting 150, and he'll be leading it off for the Cardinals in the top of the second with no score in this ballgame. Yes, sir, Cepeda's had a little trouble so far in this series. When the sixth game, Wozlowski into the windup, the pitch. Sidearm fastball inside, ball one. Wozlewski's three-quarters sidearm. His ball runs in on a right-handed hitter. Cepeda holding that bat straight up in the air. Here's Wozlewski, the pitch. Fastball right in there, call strike one. One ball, one strike on Cepeda as he backs out of there. Saying something to the umpire, Paul Pryor. Cepeda has two hits and 19 times at bat. Wozlewski taking the sign from Elston Howard. Into the windup. The pitch. Her ball. It's popped up. So far, the third baseman may have a chance for it. It win brings it back in, way back in. And he takes it for out number one. So Cepeda still having a little trouble getting a base hit and that's been the one reason one of the reasons that the Cardinals had a little trouble scoring here's another fellow McCarver has two for 16 batting 125 he's having a little trouble left-handed hitter the big catcher crouched over that plate backs out now Paul Fryer calling time they play him about straight away the Foy, Joe Foy, the third baseman's in on the grass. A good sinker, low and outside, ball one by Wazlewski. It's one away. We're in the top half, the second inning. Harry Carey and I'm Pee Wee Reese bringing you the sixth game of the World Series here in Boston. And a beautiful day it is. You'd have never thought it if you'd have been here last night. Couldn't ask for a better day. Wazlewski. Looking down at his catcher. Here's the pitch. The windup. Ground ball out to shortstop. Petroselli has it up with over to George Scott. And that's all for McCarver. And it brings up Mike Shannon. Mike Shannon. He has four for 16. Has one home run. Big right-handed hitter. Third baseman for the Cardinals. Up there right now. 
back in this batter's box. Wozlewski, the windup. Here's the pitch. Swing and miss on a curveball. This fellow looks to me like he could be a little rough. One strike on Mike Shannon. Wozlewski, the windup, the pitch. Curveball just got the outside corner. Strike two. So quickly, Wozlewski gets ahead of Mike Shannon. The infielder moved back a little bit more. Now with two strikes on Shannon, especially Joe Foy at third base. The 0-2 pitch to Shannon. Here it is. Sat on curveball, just missed. One ball and two strikes. The on-deck circle, Pooley and Javier. He's had quite a series. Into the windup, Wozlowski. The pitch, curveball missed. Outside, two balls and two strikes. Wozlowski. A little bit slower. Mike Shannon. In the box. Two and two is a count on him. There are two away. Into the windup. The pitch by Wozlewski. A grounder out the shortstop. Petroselli up with it. The long throw over to Scott. And that's all for Mike Shannon. And that's all for the Cardinals here the top half of the second inning. No runs, no hits, and nowhere. So the score after one and a half innings of play, it's the San Luis Cardinals nothing. The Boston Red Sox nothing. Romeo said, Julie, baby, our little compact is a bust. I've been down to see the Dodge boys. Dark for us, Dark give us fever. Dodge fever. We're the sleek shade fever that's got everyone. Fever. You're gonna love it. That's why Dodge is number one. You get the fever. Dutch fever, you got the fever, Dutch fever. And for a great deal on America's first choice in compacts, the man-sized Dodge Dart. See your nearby Dodge dealer. He'll show you why Dart is America's largest-selling six-passenger compact. And with his great Dart deal, he's going to keep it there. Half the second inning, George Scott leading off for the Red Sox. No score in this ball game. One hit. Carl Yastrzemski has one for Boston. Scott batting 222. The first pitch by Dick Hughes in there. Strike one. Dick Hughes. Here's the pitch. Hit out in the left field. Will the wind get a hold of it? Yes. Lou Brock coming back in a couple of steps and takes it for out number one. And George Scott almost got that one. We've talked so much about this green monster wall out in left field. It's about 300 feet down the left field line. A concrete wall about 15 feet, and it has a tin wall about 40, 45 feet, then a screen on top of that. 
made a lot of pitchers come up with a sore arm when they see this short left field fence. Reggie Smith is a hitter. He wants to look at the ball. Paul Pryor throws it out. So it's one away. Brings up the center fielder. Reggie Smith. One away. Batting left-handed against the right-handed Dick Hughes. Here's the pitch to Reggie. That's ball. A little bit too low. Ball one. McCarver bouncing around behind home plate. Reggie Smith led the... Red Sox. Has the ball hit out into left field. Right field. Roger Maris right there and takes it for out number two. Two balls hit pretty hard. One to left and one to right. What to say about Reggie Smith? He has good speed. He led the Red Sox in stolen bases with 16. Rico Petroselli is a hitter with two away. Dick Hughes standing staring down at his catcher. Here's the pitch. Curveball. Got the outset corner strike one. Petroselli having a little trouble getting a base hit. He's one for 14 in the series. Here's the pitch by Hughes. There's the ball hit. It could be gone. A home run for Rico Petroselli. Judge of shaving apparatus, if you know what I mean. 
We've had two innings of this ball game. The Red Sox, one run, two hits, no errors. The Cardinals, nothing across. They haven't had a man reach base. I mentioned before the game, Pee-wee, that previously in this World Series, the team that scored first went on to win each game. The Red Sox have scored first today. Will that hold up? I was just thinking, Harry, are you trying to tell me something? <laughs> oh, that's been true. Seems like the team that gets out of that gate first. They seem to be the winner. Wozlewski has looked great, too. Retired sixth man in a row. Struck out Brock in the first inning. And Maris got Cepeda to pop up to four at third. McCarver and Shannon. Both grounded out to Rico Petrocelli, the shortstop. We're going to the top half of the third inning, and here's the fellows had quite a series. Made a couple of great, outstanding plays. Out at second base. He has six for 17, batting 353. Uli Javier. He'll be followed by Dal Maxwell, the shortstop, and the pitcher, Dick Hughes. Wozlewski into the windup, the pitch to Javier. Curveball, hit out into left field. That ball could be off the wall. Yastrzemski back there. It is right off the top of the wall. Yastrzemski cannot pick it up. Javier into second with a stand-up double. That did miss being a homer by more than an inch or two, Pee-wee. It hit right on the very top of the green monster, as it were. Another couple of inches higher, and it had to hit the screen. Yes, sir, it almost scraped that screen on top of the green monster. That was very close to being a home run. So Javier keeps it going. It's his seventh hit in the series, the first hit in this ball game, by the way. A double by Javier. Starting things off here in the top half, the 13 for the Cardinals. Maxwell, the little shot stops a hitter. Let's see if he... Tries to hit the ball in the right field to get Javier over to third. Javier likes to run and can run. Wozlewski checking Javier at second. Here's the pitch. Ball to shortstop. Petroselli up with it over to George Scott. And Javier had to hold at the bank. Maxwell grounding out six to three. And this is one thing here that the Cardinals very seldom do. They usually make the little fundamental plays like hitting that ball to the right with a runner on second and no one out. Especially a fellow like Maxville who's uh, made a career out of hitting the ball to right field. But I think Wasluski just fooled him with a pitch in on his hands and he couldn't hit it over there. Instead wound up pulling the ball to the shortstop. Dick Hughes, the hitter. It's one away. Javier down his second. The pitch. A good cut. No contact. Strike one. Yeah, it looks pretty easy sometimes just to hit that ball to right field, but it ain't. No runs. One hit for the Cardinals. For the Red Sox, one run and two hits. We're in the top half of the third inning. One away. Wozlewski looks back at Javier at second. Petroselli breaks in back of him. Back over in his position. Here's the pitch. Fastball in there. Call strike two. Trying to keep Javier close at second base as Mike Andrew, the second baseman, 
playing Hughes to hip to right. He's way off to the right, almost on the grass. Pettis really comes up in back of him now. Wazlewski, pitch to Hughes. He strikes him out. That's the third strikeout for Gary Wozlewski as Dick Hughes has a good ripple of that bat but didn't make any contact. Lou Brock struck out his first time. He wants to take a look at the ball. Elston Howard gives it to Paul Pryor. They throw it out. Javier started the inning off with a double off of the green monster, the left field wall. Just barely missed being a home run. But he's still down there after two men out. Lou Brock having a chance to tie this game up. He has a closed stance. He hits the ball where it's pitched. Lavel hit it to the left. Back through the middle to right. Wazlewski, here's the pitch to him. They try to keep the ball down. It's a little outside. Ball one. Brock, a good high ball hitter. He can slap the ball. But he also has good power. This is his second World Series. He had 300 in the 64 Series and did not have a stolen base. Wozlewski looking back at his runner. Here's the pitch. Fastball outside. Ball two. Pitching very carefully to Brock, who's been a hot hitter in the series. He has a base open, but Brock represents a lead run. He doesn't want to walk him intentionally, but with a right-handed batter coming up next, he wants to make sure he doesn't make a mistake to Brock. That's right, and that right-handed batter had a real good year. He had 335, but in the series... Kurt's having a little trouble, so I imagine Wozlewski would rather pitch to Flood than he would to Brock right now. As Harry told you, he's pitching rather carefully right now to Brock. The count, two balls and no strikes on him. Wozlewski, here's a pitch to Brock. A grounder, can he get to it? No, sir, it's a base hit out in the right field. Here comes Javier in to score the tying run. As with a count of two balls and no strikes on him, Wozlewski comes in there and Brock gets a base hit. the second hit. Given up by Wozlewski. Wozlewski elected a pitch to Lou Brock. They say that Wozlewski has a real fine move to first base. He'd better have because Brock likes to run. Kurt Flood. There's the pitch. Over to first base. A good move. Two away. One run, two hits for both clubs. Another throw to first base. And he does have a good move, Harry. I should say he does. That's Brock's ninth hit of the series. He leads all hitters in total hits, but it was his first run batted in. Pee-wee. Boy, in the top half of the third inning, Wozlewski trying to hold Brock close at first base. Brock trying to get that good lead. Wozlewski looking down his catcher, Elson Howard. He takes his time. Here's the pitch, and there goes Brock. The pitch is swung on the throw. Did he get him? He's safe. 
now has had four stolen bases, nine hits, five runs scored, one run batted in. He's got a pretty good chance to be the star of the series. And he was your pick at the start of it, wasn't he? <laughs> I had that in mind. It's nice of you to bring it up. <laughs> okay, Harry. Lou Brock, after Wozlewski making a couple of quick throws over the first base to try to hold him there, he took off the first time he went home, and he's down in second with a stolen base. Game works, the game count works on the strike. The game is all tied up, one and one. Wozlewski looks back at Brock. Base hit out into left field. They may have a chance. It's 50 up the ball. Here comes the throw. Can they get him? He's safe. That was a ball that was hit hard in the hole on the ground out to Yastrzemski in left field. Now Brock, as you know, has tremendous speed. Yastrzemski has a one of the best throwing arms you'd want to see. He charged that ball, but they could not get him as Blue Brock came in there head first. He's the only man that would have scored on that play. That's how fine a play Yastrzemski made. He almost had him at the plate. Anybody but Brock would have been out. I believe you're right. Kurt Flood on at first base to throw over there. Not in time. Roger Maris is a hitter. Wazlewski's pitch to Roger Maris. Base hit out into right field. Kurt Flood making the turn. Will he go to third? Yes, sir. Here comes a throw by Harrelson. But not in time to get Kurt Flood as the ball is cut off at second base by Petroselli. It's two away. Orlando Cepeda. Up there right now, he popped out to the Joe Foy third base. His first time up. Wozlewski's pitch to him. Curveball outside. Ball one. Brock single. Flood single. Maris single. Here's the pitch to Cepeda. A grounder down to Joe Foy at third. Up at the ball, one-handed. The long throw over to George Scott. That's all for Cepeda. And that's all for the Cardinals here. In the top half of the third inning. But they came up with two big runs. So the score after two and a half innings of play, it's the St. Louis Cardinals two and the Boston Red Sox one. We're going to the bottom half of the third inning. Gary Wozlowski, the first hitter for the Red Sox. The Red Sox trail by a score of 2-1. to one. Dick Hughes, first pitch to Wozlewski. Swung on and missed, strike one. Petroselli hit a home run for the Boston Red Sox only run. Here's the pitch by Hughes, curveball. Swung on and missed, strike two. Wozlewski will be followed by Joe Foy and Mike Andrews. Dick Hughes. Looking for his first win in the World Series. He lost one in the second game against Lonborg. He struck Gary Wesluski out on a good fastball. Just got that outside corner. He was caught looking. And that's the second strikeout for Dick Hughes. Brings up Joe Foy. He popped up his first time to Javier. Hughes does not take too much time on the mound, as we've said. McCarver giving him the signs. He just stands there at that ball in his glove. Does not make too much of a move. Here's the pitch. A slider that's high and inside. Ball one. Sepated first, Javier at second. Max Foot short. Shannon at third. Here's the pitch. A good fastball. Just got the outside corner. One ball and one strike. Really, Hughes throws his slider... 
so hard, it's hard to distinguish whether it's a fastball or a slider. One ball and one strike. The pitch. It's popped up again. Maxwell, the shortstop, shading his eyes. He backs up and takes it for out number two. Joe Foy popping out to Dal Maxwell. The Cardinals have four hits and two runs. The Red Sox have one run on two hits. Mike Andrews hit a line drive to Lou Brock in left field his last time up. Here's a pitch. It's outside ball one. A breaking pitch. One and O's account on Mike. They play him straight away. He chokes up on the bat. The pitch by Hughes. It's popped up. Mike Shannon at third over. Tim McCarver. Shannon calls for it in foul territory and takes it for the third out. So that's for all for Andrews, and that's all for the Red Sox here in the bottom half of the third inning. No runs, no hits, no errors, no one left on base. The score, after three innings of play, the Cardinals two and the Red Sox one. Most of us enjoy watching the strategy of these World Series managers. When one of them sends up a left-handed pinch hitter, the other's just likely to counter by waving a southpaw to the mound. For every move, there's a counter move, right? Well, you know, it won't be long now before winter makes its move, and all of us are going to have to meet it. And when ice and snow cover the road, the safest counter move you can make is BF Goodrich's Trailmaker Silvertown Snow Tires. Trailmakers give your car real digging power. The deep biting edges digging deep to keep you going. The four-pine nylon car construction means many winners of safe driving miles. BFG Trailmaker Snow Tires can be yours for no money down. And insulation is free, too. If you need extra traction, you can get your trail makers with steel safety studs. So don't be outmaneuvered by snow and ice. Stay on top of winter with Trailmaker Silvertowns from your BF Goodrich store or dealer. Well, we're going to the top half the fourth inning, and it gives me a great deal of pleasure to bring this fellow back into the mic. He's always does a professional job, and he has done for many years. He's been in the voice of the Cardinals since 1946. I know you enjoy listening to him, my friend Harry Carey. Come on in, Harry. Thank you very much, Pee Wee, and hello again, everybody. Tim McCarver will lead it off as we go into the top of the fourth. The Cardinals are out in front, two to one. Two runs, four hits, no errors for the Redbirds. One run, two hits, no errors for Boston. A capacity crowd, of course. It's almost redundant to even mention crowd here. You know that it's jam-packed every day at the small Fenway Park. McCarver, who hasn't had a good World Series... He's had two out of 17 so far. Left-handed batter against Gary Wazlewski. The wind-up, the first pitch. Fastball in there at the knees, the strike is gone. Foy playing wide at third base. The outfield plays McCarver straight away. Hits the ball to all field. The second baseman, Andrews, plays him a little bit to pull. One strike and no ball. The wind-up by Wazlewski, the pitch. Curveball, low and outside. That evened it up with a ball and a strike. Nobody on, nobody out, top of the fourth. Cardinals out in front, 2-1 to one in the sixth game of the World Series. Waslewski gets his signal. Rangy right-hander delivers. 
Ground ball to the first baseman, Scott. He gobbles it up, races to the bag, easy on. One gone, and the Red Sox flip with that ball around. Gary Wozlewski, who was born in Meridian, Connecticut, now lives in Kensington, Connecticut, attended the University of Connecticut for a year, originally signed with the Pittsburgh organization. Was drafted by the Red Sox from the Pirate organization after the 64 season. This is eighth year in professional baseball. Mike Shannon, the batter, one out and nobody on. The pitch to him is a fastball, high and tight. Lou Brock stole his fourth base of the World Series in that Cardinal third inning. Here's the pitch. Swung and he missed the fastball. And this would be a new record for a six-game series, breaking the record of three by Eddie Collins of the White Sox back in 1917. Mike Shannon, one ball, one strike. The pitch by Wazlewski, swung, ground ball, sharply hit to Petroselli. Knocks it down, picks it up and throws. Safe! Let's see how they're going to call that. Collins hit very hard at Petroselli. It's an error. An error charge to Rico. An excusable error on that one because that ball was hit like a shot. So with one out, the Cardinals have a base runner. And here's Julian Javier who started that third inning with a double off the top of the left field wall that missed being a homer by no more than a couple of inches. Javier having a fine World Series with 7 out of 18. Straddles the plate. That's the kind of hitter, if you make a mistake on him, he, he's a home run threat. He can hit the ball a mile. Shannon the lead, Wasluski from the belt. Ready to fire. Now time is called as he took so much time on the hesitation. Knocked Javier off his rhythm up there and he called for time. No balls, no strikes on Julian Javier. Runner at first base, one out. The Cardinals leading two to one. We're in the top of the fourth. Wasluski taking a lot of time. Glances off the shoulder. Here's the pitch. It's in there for a strike call. Sidearm fastball. Wasluski, you'd figure it'd be very tough on the right-handed hitters. He sort of wheels from the side. Has a good sinking fastball. Throws a pound ball, too, as his change of pace. There's Shannon the lead, one out. The pitch. Low and outside. That evens it up at a ball and a strike. Javier, who hit 281 during the regular season with 14 homers, drove in 64 runs. In this series, he's hitting around 400 with eight, with seven out of 18. Four of his eight hits, uh, four of his uh, seven hits have been doubles, by the way, for Javier. He leads in the series in doubles with four. He comes over to dry his hands off as Wasluski seems to be getting in his hair a little bit with his <laughs> the delayed style of pitching. 
Eric, I believe that uh, Javier kept checking with the coach at third base there, Joel Schultz. They may see something come on. I know Javier can handle that bat. They may have a hit and run on here. If he gets the ball here, I wouldn't be a bit surprised to see Shannon take off. He pitches out. He must have had the same thought in mind, Pee Wee. And his ball, too. Two balls and a strike. One out and one on. Ball game in the fourth inning. They want to look at the baseball. The plate umpire, Paul Pryor, examines it and tosses it back to Wasilewski. Nobody ever threw a spitball in a World Series, did they? Never happened. <laughs> Two balls and a strike. Shannon, the leadoff, first base. Scott holding him there. Wasilewski whirls and throws over there, but he's safe, standing up. Two balls and a strike. Dick Sisler coaching at first base. Joe Schultz at third base. Cardinals leading two to one. We're in the top of the fourth. The outfield playing Javier's straight away. There's the pitch. Popped up. In foul territory, Joe Foy, the third baseman. And makes the catch. Actually in fair territory. So Javier pops to Foy. He had a good pitch to hit that time, but popped it up. So with two out, down Knoxville, the shortstop. You know, Rico Petroselli, I guess he wouldn't mind if Hughes pitched every day. He's had two hits in the series, and both came off Dick Hughes. He's driven in two runs in the series, and both were driven in against Hughes. It was Petroselli's home run that started the scoring today. Here's Knoxville. Likes to hit to the opposite field. Throw to first, the runner is back. Maxville is a hitter the Cardinals like to hit and run with. But with two out and the pitcher coming up next, not much probability of that. A lead by Shannon and the pit. Fly ball, deep center field. Reggie Smith back, back, back. He's there and he makes the catch. Over his shoulder, a beautiful play in deep center. And so it's no run, no hits, one air. One left. We go to the bottom half of the fourth inning. The score remains. The Cardinals two, the Red Sox one. Now Cleopatra said to Tony, this barge we're driving is all wet. Let's go down and see the Dodge boys and treat it for a cold and let you get the fever. When you see a fever from the swing and style. 1968 Cornet. It's a whole new style. Lively. With it. Inside is tall. Wide room and deep comfort. 68 Cornet. The lively, low-priced cure for Dodge fever. See it at your Dodge dealers now. We're going to the bottom of the fourth. It's two to one. The scoring started with two out in the second inning when Rico Petroselli lined a savage home run off the left field screen. A home run that would have gone out of any ballpark. Then in the third, Javier let off with a double to just miss being a homer. The next two men went out. But the irrepressible Lou Brock singled the right to score Javier with a tying run. Flood singled it. After Brock had stolen second for his fourth stolen base of the series to score Brock with a go-ahead run, and that's where we stand now. Here's Yastrzemski to lead off against Dick Hugh. The first pitch. Slope curve is outside. Yastrzemski homered off Hughes here in the second game of the series. 
So he's had two out of three against Dick Hughes. As a result of a single off Cepeda's glove in the first inning today. Bottom of the fourth, two to one, St. Louis in the sixth game of the World Series. If the Cardinals win, it's the final game. Here's the pitch low, a sinking fastball. If the Cardinals lose, it will be a seven-game World Series with Gibson versus Lomborg tomorrow. And what a dramatic finish that one would be. Carl Yastrzemski ahead of Hughes with two balls, no strike. Fouled it back. And you knew he'd be getting a cut if the pitcher was over that plate. Yastrzemski hasn't become famous by drawing bases on balls. It's hitting the ball out of the park that's made him the triple crown winner and the MVP. 44 homers during the season. The pitch. There's a long drive. Might be out of here. It could be. It is. A home run. Two strikes. 
the pitch to Scott. Ground ball off the middle. Maxfield to his left nicely. The throw, he's on. Maxfield, Rome to his left near second base. Scooped up Scott's roller and threw him up. That's two away, and it brings up Reggie Smith. The similarity of situation, I mentioned in the second game how Yastrzemski, the first man up in the fourth in a homer to give the Red Sox a one to nothing lead, they went on to shut out the Cardinals. Now today in the fourth inning, he led off again, another home run, this time to left center, to give the Red Sox a tie at 2-2. The pitch to Reggie Smith, curving there, a strike off. Ball game in the bottom of the fourth, all tied up, two and two. Hughes pitched to the left-hand batter, inside, forced him back, a slider. And the count evens and a ball to the strike. Reggie Smith hit 15 homers during the regular season. He's had one homer in this series. Dick Hughes getting set. The spectacled right-hander, the pitch. Foul ball back and out of play. The Red Sox are getting good cuts. The Cardinals scored two runs with four hits in the third inning. A leadoff double by Javier, then two outs, singles by Brock, Flood, and Max. Nelson Bryles has started to warm up in the bullpen for the Cardinals. He was a winner in, early in the series. Here's the pitch, foul back and out of play. And the count, two strikes and the ball. Bryles, you know, won the third game of the series, 5-2 over the Red Sox. Reggie Smith digging in. Now Hughes is set. Here's the pitch. Change of pace. One on a long drive. Might be out of here. It could be. It is a full run. Hughes out 
is because he is the first man up in the fifth inning and he wants to employ a pinch hitter and he doesn't want to waste Bryle. So he's got Ron Willis ready, getting ready now. Here's Red coming out slowly. And as he walks out, we'll pause 30 seconds for station identification. Hi, this is Bob Richards. You know why the Cardinals made it into the series? Not because they were lucky. They got to the top the same way we all do, with hard work. And no matter who you are, that takes plenty of energy. The kind you get in Wheaties, with its protein, wheat germ, natural sugars, vitamins, and iron. It's a great-tasting, energy-packed way to start your day. So give them a try. Wheaties, breakfast of champions. KMOX, KMOX FM, St. Louis. With Pee Wee Reese, this is Harry Carey at Fenway Park. And these Red Sox fans, as rapid as they are in the world, have really had something to cheer about. With the score, 2-1 to one going to the bottom of the fourth, Cole Yastrzemski led off with a long home run against the left center field screen. After the next two men went out, Reggie Smith, with a count of two strikes, and a ball, I believe it was, hit an off-speed pitch that he pulled right down the line into the right field corner. The shortest distance home run I guess you could hit. A line drive in there for a home run, and that gave the Red Sox a one-run lead. And then Rico Petroselli drilled one far over the left center field screen. And the Red Sox have scored three all on homers and are out in front four to two in the bottom of the fourth as Ron Willis now comes in. Nelson Browns continues to pitch out the bullpen. Willis has only had a few minutes to get ready. And the purpose of Willis is to get Howard and then they'll pitch him for Willis in all probability in the top of the fifth and bring in Browns one of their starting pitchers. Well, Harry, I think that you call the turn there. Of course, Red Shandies, after the Red Sox had gone out and fought it by a score of 3-2, to two, and I'm sure that Red had noticed that they were having some pretty good cut and pretty good cuts at Dick Hughes. He kept hoping he'd get the next batter out. It kind of hurt a little bit there. But Hughes didn't seem like he had as good as stuff today as he did in this second game that he pitched here. And in the second game, he himself said that he didn't have his good stuff. So Dick Hughes, after a great season, has had trouble here at Fenway Park. And now Ron Willis comes in. Willis is making his third appearance. All in relief. He's allowed two runs. To make that four runs.
three home runs have been hit in one inning off a pitcher in World Series competition. Four home runs off one pitcher in a game ties the record. Here's a pitch to Howard. Bouncing ball to Shannon. He fields it. Here's a throw. In time to retire the side. What an inning the Red Sox had. Three runs on three home runs. No errors. Nobody left. And at the end of four, the score, Boston four, St. Louis two. You know, the experts tell me that the average guy has about 15,000 whiskers on his face, and that adds up to a lot of shaving day in and day out. That's the best reason I can think of for using Gillette Foamy. No other shaving creams in its league. Gillette Foamy is as rich and thick and moist and full of lather as your beard has ever come up against. And there's a mountain of shaving comfort in every can. No wonder it's the number one choice among men. So remember, nobody makes a lather like Foamy. Nobody makes a lather like Gillette your new Technocrat razor gives a very nice shave. Crazy about not having to handle razor blades since I got your Tectonics razor. I like the light feel of your Technotic razor. The hard-pronouncing, easy-shaving Gillette Tecmatic. Ask your face about it. We're going to the top half of the fifth inning. We'll have a pinch hitter for Ron Willis, Ed Spezio, out in the on-deck circle. And hey, the way these balls have been hit here today, see there's five hits for the Red Sox, four home runs. The Cardinals have four hits. That's kind of the way I thought this series would be when it started. Everybody thought it would be a hitting series. It's turned out to be a pitching one so far up until today, and now they've broken loose. And here's Eddie Spezio. Coming out as a pinch hitter. 26-year-old utility infielder. Right-handed batter. His first World Series appearance. Spezio takes a fastball high. Three home runs and one inning off a pitcher, Dick Hughes, is the World Series record. Four home runs in a game off one pitcher ties a record for home runs allowed. Five home runs in one series off Hughes ties a record. Here's Spezio taking the strike over the outside corner. Lou Burnett held a record at five with the Braves in 1958. Now Hughes has tied that. Charlie Root with the Cubs and Gene Thompson with the Reds allowed four in one game. And Hughes tied that. Here's the pitch. Spezio fouls it back. And Hughes set a record, allowing three home runs in one inning. Eddie Spezio leading it off. Two strikes and a ball. The sixth game of the World Series. And the Red Sox are leading 4-2. to two. If they hold that lead, it means it goes to the decisive game tomorrow with Gibson pitching against Lombor. Here's the pitch on the way to Spezio. Hot shot on the ground to Foy. He's got it. Here's the peg to first base. Easy out. Spezio hit the ball sharply, but right at Foy. That's one gone, and it brings up Lou Brock. 
He drove in his first run of the series in the third inning with his ninth hit of the series. He stole his fourth base in that inning. But the Red Sox pounce on Dick Hughes. Elston Howard's going out to talk to Wasluski. And he's probably saying, I don't care what you throw, just keep him off base. Brock has been a standout in the series, but so has Yastrzemski. Yastrzemski's two home runs gave the Red Sox the second game victory as he drove in four of the five runs they scored. And it was his home run here today that tied it up in the fourth. Here's a pitch by Wasilewski. Fastball strike over the outside corner. And Lou Brock didn't like that. Looked back at Paul Pryor. One man out, nobody on base. A ball game in the fifth. Red Sox leading four to two. Here's a pitch. Ground ball to the first baseman's got it. The pitcher covers the toss. He's out. A spectacular play. perhaps might get to it. But Scott made a sparkling backhand stop and perfect throw to Wasluski, who was quick covering, and Brock is retired. That brings up Flood. Boy, an exciting ball game here today. Two men are out. We're in the top of the fifth. Red Sox leading four to two. Gary Wasluski. Has a two-run lead. And Flood had a cut and a curveball. Fouled it off. The Cardinals have made four hits. Only one for extra bases, a double by Javier. The Red Sox have made five hits. Four of them have been homers. Kurt Flood waiting. Now the sign. Wasluski. Built like Jim Lomborg. Tall and rangy. And equally handsome. The pitch. Foul back. And he's in the hole. Strike two. Kurt Flood drove in the a go-ahead run in the third. Run that gave the Cardinals a two-to-one lead. But the Red Sox, with their home run barrage, a record-breaking home run barrage, by the way, in one inning for World Series competition, have taken the lead 4-2. to Two, two men out, nobody on base. Flood the batter. One out of two in this game. Four out of 22 in the series. Curveball outside. And the count. Two strikes and the ball. The Cardinals... hit. Only two home runs in the series. One by Shannon, one by Maris. Both in their home ballpark. They haven't hit any here. 
Joe Foy will be the batter. Nelson Bryles hits the first man he pitches. Nothing out of two. Right-handed batter. Bryles pitch. Here it is. He bunts right back to Bryles. Got a play. He fumbles it though and has to throw to first. He had a play at second base but juggled the ball. So it'll be a sacrifice from Bryles to Javier. And that will give Mike Andrews and Carl Yastrzemski a chance at driving in another run. It's 4-2 to two in favor of the Red Sox. Andrews had nothing out of two in against Hughes. Batting 400 in the series. That 400 average dropped now to 250. Well, he's 0 for 2. Right-handed batter, a fine second baseman, this boy. The stretch by Brile. The pitch. It's a curveball low. One ball, no strikes. Michael Andrews, born in Los Angeles. Just 24 years old. First full season with the Red Sox. The pitch by Bryles, here it is. Fastball low. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Andrews hit 264 for the Red Sox during the regular season. With eight homers and 40 runs batted in. Here comes Javier from his second base position to talk to Brown. Four to two in favor of the Red Sox, who have put on an awesome display of home run power here today. Javier plays Andrews straight away behind second base. The pitch by Brown. Ground ball to Shannon. Holds the runner at second. Throws to first. He's out. Wasilewski had the hold second. Here's Jostrzemski. Somehow I don't... I have an idea that he's not going to get a chance to drive in a run. With first base open, there is no way that Mr. Jostrzemski will get a chance to swing that bat. Yeah, they're going to walk him. So Yastrzemski will be intentionally passed to bring up Ken Harrelson. That'll put Red Sox runners at first and second with two away. Harrelson, of course, a long ball threat. Especially in this ballpark. All four of these home runs, though, I think Pee Wee would have been home runs anywhere, with the possible exception of Reggie Smith's, the one right down the right field line. Because they would have been home runs from practically any ballpark. So here's Harrelson. Runners are at first and second. The score is four to two. The pressure now is on the Cardinal. Two days in a row, they've had a chance to clinch the series. They got beat Monday in St. Louis. And they're trailing here Wednesday in Boston. Runners at first and second. Two men are out. The score, four to two Boston. Bottom of the fifth. And here's Ken Harrelson. 
He's 0 for 2 today. Riles off the stretch. The pitch. Swung and he fouled it back. Harrelson has made one notable change in his hittings. He's begun to hit the ball where it's pitch rather He's begun to hit the ball where it's pitch rather than trying to pull everything. And he feels he's made himself a better hitter by hitting outside pitches towards right field rather than trying to pull. The crowd is alive. The Red Sox are winning. 4 to 2 in the bottom of the fifth. The stretch by Bryant. The pitch to Ken Harrelson. Low and outside. It's evened up with a ball and a strike. The Red Sox are turning the World Series into the same kind of a situation as they created in the American League pennant race. More lives and ninths. An admirable ball club, the way they bounce back at you. One ball, one strike. The pitch. Swung hard and he fouled back. Strike two. I saw you wince on that cut, Pee-wee. I don't believe that Bryles fooled Harrelson on that pitch right there. He really had a vicious swing at it. Two strikes and the ball. Harrelson digs in. There's Bryles looking back. And now fires the pitch. Popped up. Cepeda drifting back. How the air calls for it, though. In short right, he has it to retire the side. Harrelson popped to how the air. No runs. No hits. No errors. Two left. And the score at the end of five innings. Boston four. St. Louis two. You notice how some infielders have the uncanny knack of always being right in front of the ball. They're in position and they're on their toes. And when the grounder comes, they're right there to make the play. Well, you know, most defensive drivers have the same ability. They know how to anticipate trouble and to be ready when it comes. When winter comes, and it won't be long now, they get set for snow and icy roads with a set of new snow tires. And the snow tires many good drivers prefer are B.F. Goodrich Trailmaker Silvertowns. They're built of the toughest four-ply nylon cord and have the deepest biting edges you can buy. The Trailmaker tread is wide and deep, sends you over icy roads with sure-footed safety. Trailmakers are quiet, too, and they won't put you into the poorhouse, either. You can get your Trailmakers for no money down, and if you want steel safety studs, your BFG dealer can handle that, too. So get in a position for winter right now. Get Trailmaker Silvertown snow tires from your B.F. Goodrich store or dealer. We're going to the top half of the sixth inning. Harry Carey and I'm Pee Wee Reese bringing you today's game. The Boston Red Sox out in front right now. They have hit four home runs. They have four runs, five hits. They made one error. The Cardinals, they trail. They have two runs on four hits. And they've made no errors. And the first hitter is Roger Maris, leading off for the Cardinals. He's had a fine series. And a couple of fellows following him, Orlando Cepeda and Tim McCarver, have not done too well. And I think that's one of the reasons the Cardinals are kind of lacking a little bit. When you get out Cepeda and McCarver, 
You've done quite a job. Harry? Okay, it will be Maris leading it off. He's had one out of two in this game. Seven out of 21 in the series, which is a 333 mark. He leads and runs batted in with six, so he has done his bit. And a fine season for the Cardinals, much better than the figures would indicate. Nine homers, 55 runs batted in, hit 261. But he won many a ball game for the Redbirds. Now he leads off to six. And Waslewski's first pitch. It's high and outside. Waslewski is tall and rangy. Wheels the ball, sidearm. Into the left-handed batters. The pitch to Maris. Boy, that one had something on it, but the wild one goes back to the screen. Ball two. Two balls, no strikes. Waslewski, like all the other young Red Sox who have never been in a World Series, impress you with their poise under fire. Two balls, no strikes. There's a fellow whose name is not even on the World Series program here. The pitch. Outside, ball three. Three balls, no strikes. He hasn't walked anybody yet. And no Red Sox was walked except Yastrzemski intentionally. Now the 3 nothing pitch. Way outside. He walked him, and here comes Cepeda. And you keep wondering how long they'll be able to stop Chacha. Here comes Dick Williams out of the Red Sox. Doug out. He's coming out slowly, Pee-wee, to give. Looks like John Wyatt out there. Yeah, I saw uh, Sal Magley, the pitching coach for the Red Sox, get up in the dugout over there, and he gave the indication like a big round man. That meant John Wyatt. They always have some kind of a little signal for each pitcher in the bullpen. John Wyatt throws pretty hard. He has a... Kind of a sinking ball. It's uh, called a Vaseline or some kind of a pitch. It's a sinker, we'll call it, Harry. Dick Williams went out to talk to Wazlewski. Probably give John White a little bit more time to warm up. Cepeda comes up. He fouled out to the third baseman, and he bounced out to the third baseman and never had a good cut either time. A runner at first and nobody out. The Cardinals trailing by two runs. Four to two. Cepeda who's had two out of 21 in the series. The pitch. Swings trying to go to right field, and he fouls it back. One strike and no ball. The last time Orlando was in a World Series was with the San Francisco Giants. He had three out of 19 that time, so... The opposition in the series has you so thoroughly scouted, and they really pinpoint the key men in the batting order. Maris at first base, nobody out. Maris a good base runner, the stretch by Waslewski. The pitch to Cepeda. Swung again, trying to hit the right and fouled it out. He had a good cut, but he's in the hole now, two strikes and nothing. McCarver will be up there next. We're on the top of the sixth. Red Sox lead four to two. As they really flex their muscles today with four home runs. Petroselli has hit two of them. Reggie Smith and Carl Yastrzemski hit the others. The Cardinals got their two runs in the third. The pitch to Cepeda. High and inside. Two strikes and a ball. 
Cardinals got their runs after two were out after a leadoff double by Javier on successive singles by Brock, Flood, and Maris. Cepeda has changed bats. Two strikes and the ball. The runner at first base is Maris. Gary Wasluski has just walked his first man. Now the pitch. Instead over to first, the runner is back. Wasluski is fan four. Walk one. He's permitted four hits all in the third inning. Four to two, the Red Sox out in front. Top of the sixth. Wasluski delivers. Inside again, ball two. And the count evens. Two balls, two strikes. Hey, it looks like that Cepeda has not been fooled on any pitches. He just can't seem to make contact. Now, Orlando, he didn't just happen to get in a slump in the series. He was in a slump at the end of the season. He went 10 for 62. He only batted 161 in, a, in the late season. Two balls, two strikes. The pitch to Cepeda. Top five. Short right field. Harrelson coming in. Waiting for the ball. He's got it. Wound up, grabbing it over his head with one hand. As the wind carried it a little more, he thought. So here is McCarver now. On this kind of a day, McCarver is a home run threat. With the wind blowing towards right field. He hit 14 during the regular season, which was his career high. He, like Zepeda, is had trouble in the series. McCarver's 2 out of 18. Cepeda's 2 out of 21. Make that 2 out of 22 now. McCarver, left-handed batter. Maris, the runner at first. Wasluski's pitch. Way outside. One ball, no strikes. Wasluski's been moving that ball around. Has a good sinking fastball. And he has himself a two-run lead as John Wyatt is still working in the bullpen for the Red Sox. Time is called. Wasilewski regains his position on the rubber. Mike Shannon will be the next Cardinal batter. The pitch to McCarver. Here it is. Outside, ball two. Two balls, no strike. Wasilewski just watching him work. You would think he'd be far more effective against the right-handed hitter than the left-handed hitter. Because he's wheeling the ball into the left-hand hitter. However, his sinker dips away. Rock has had one hit off him. Maris has had one. So the left-hand hitters have had half the hits. Now the stretch. The pitch. High ball three. Three balls, no strikes on Tim McCarthy. Mike Shannon will be coming up next. The score, four to two, Red Sox. We're in the top of the sixth. The 3-0 pitch. Way wide. He walked him. That's two walks in this inning. Issued by Wasluski. So the Cardinals have tying runners on at first and second. With one out. Trailing 4-2. And Mike Shannon, who has hit one homer in this series. That in St. Louis. Steps up to the plate. 
No Cardinal has hit a home run at Fenway Park yet. A bright, sunshiny day. Boy, an artist couldn't draw a prettier picture than this day makes. The sky, a blanket of azure blue, fleeced here and there with little white powder puff clouds. The ballpark jam-packed, and the home team is leading. So far, it's a perfect picture in Boston. Len Dillon, our director here, doesn't like to hear me wax poetic. <laughs> you described it perfectly, Harry. Attaboy, Pee-wee, you're my pal. Runners at first and second, one out. Shannon, nothing out of two so far. Hit the ball on the ground both times. Fastball sinks low and outside. Here comes Dick Williams out of the Red Sox. Dug out. And he's walking. He wants a new pitcher. He's already motioned to the bullpen. So Gary Wasluski leaves the game, but with his team out in front. And John Wyatt, the bullpen ace of the Boston Red Sox, will be replacing him. The spectators are already rising here. They're going to give Wasluski a standing ovation. He pitched five in the third innings. And I believe this was the plan of manager Dick Williams. I think he uh, heard him observe that if he gets five, six, or seven good innings out of Wasluski in this game with his team still in the contest or ahead, he'd be very, very happy. And that's what he's got. His team's out in front four to two. Wasluski has pitched five in the third innings. And the Red Sox are in a position to win this game if Wyatt can hold a card. And that's exactly what Dick Williams said, and I heard uh, Gary Wasluski say the same thing. Williams would start him, and for him to go as long as he could and keep throwing just as hard as he could and hope to get five or six innings out of it. Wasluski still had good stuff. He just got, I believe he's a little tired, and he got a little wild. He had not walked a man until the six innings. He's now getting a standing ovation. Well, that must be sweet music to a young man's ears after spending eight long years in the minor leagues and suddenly finding himself projected into the spotlight that this sixth game of the World Series is presented. And now it's up to John Wyatt. Wyatt is appearing for the second time. He had no decision. He pitched only two innings, set the Cardinals down, walked two, fan one, allowed no hits. Veteran right-hander John Wyatt comes in. inheriting a one-ball count. Wyatt was with Kansas City for about six years or so. Traded to the Red Sox along with Ro Roland Sheldon and outfielder Jose Tarnable. 
The pitch to Shannon. Popped up. On the infield is Petroselli. Infield fly rolled in effect. He makes the catch in the out. Shannon on the first pitch. Pop. Petroselli. Wyatt, 1 9, lost 6 with an earned run average of 2.50. He's 32 years old. You know, these Red Sox have made some key deals. And their general manager, Dick O'Connell, deserves a lot of credit. For example, Wyatt, their ace in the bullpen, and they also have Tartable, who has helped them this year. Started several games in this series. They picked up Harrelson. It wasn't a trade. Invested a little money and it's paid off. Here's Javier with runners at first and second and two out. Wyatt, a right-hander, stockily built. The pitch is low and outside. Boy, he really wheels from the side. Wyatt, a six-footer, weighs 200 pounds. 32 years old. Wasluski would be the winner if Wyatt holds the Cardinals at this point for the rest of the game. Wasluski has pitched the necessary five innings for a starter. Here's the pitch. Strang! Slider hit the outside corner. And boy, he throws hard. And I would imagine he's good and strong. He's only worked two innings in the series. Which now is a week old. One ball, one strike, two men are out. Top of the sixth. Red Sox out in front, four to two. Javier waiting. He's had one out of two. The pitch. Swung into this strike two. Wyatt has a peculiar spin of his body, which I would imagine would add to this to the distraction of the hitter who hasn't seen him often. He sort of spins. As if he's going to throw to second base before he delivers. Maris is at second base. McCarver's at first base. Two men are out. Javier on the hold. Two strikes and a ball. Cardinals trailing by two runs. There's a glance at second. The pitch. High pop foul back and out of play into the stands and the count stays the same on that pitch which again was to the outside part of the plate Javier tried to go with him towards the opposite field Harrelson plays Javier way around towards center field two strikes and a ball Wyatt's got Shannon on the first pitch Javier leaning forward. Now gets him to the batter's box. Wants to make sure he gets time to get ready. Now Wyatt has his side from Elston Howard. Two strikes and the ball. The pitch. Outside. Barely missed with it. And that evens it at two balls, two strikes. Who do you think this crowd's pulling for here today? <laughs> they groan every time it's a ball, and they roar every time it's a strike or a Red Sox hit. 
And why not? That's the way it should be. This is their ball club here. Two balls, two strikes. And what a year the this ball team has provided for these fans. Two-two pitch. Here it is. Ground ball towards short. Cut off by Foy. The throw is to first. A wild argument. How the air is all over the first base umpire, John Stevens. He thought he had, had it beat. Foy had a little trouble getting the ball out of his glove. He wanted to throw to second and first, realized he didn't have a play. How the air did everything but beat it, but he's out on a close play. No runs. No hits, no errors, two left. And at the end of five and a half innings, the score is still Boston 4, St. Louis 2. Now, Pocahontas said, dear daddy, I'm off to see the Dodge boy spread. My captain's got to have a charger. Or I think he's gonna lose his head He got the fever Dodge fever With just one look At a shape he'd never seen Fever From the charger The one they call the clean machine You got the fever Dodge fever You got the fever Dodge fever 68 charger A great new shape a sports car field, and a price that's been reduced this year by more than $100. It's easy to see why Charger has the highest sales increase in America. Check it out at your Dodge dealers today. Red Shandies has been out discussing heatedly with first base umpire John Stevens the play that ended the top of the sixth inning. Red now has just returned to the Cardinal dugout. You know, in the, in the World Series, Pee-wee, uh, I guess at the order of the commissioner, there's not too much uh, too much heat shown so far as arguing with an umpire. And I think this is the most reaction I've yet witnessed. I believe it is, Harry. Boy, cut over that hole on the ball, made a good play. He looked like he was going to second. He looked up and saw McCarver had the play beat at second base and took that little extra time to go to first base, and I will say it was close. Here's George Scott to lead it off against Nelson Bryles. The bottom of the sixth, first pitch swung foul back, strike one. One strike and no ball. Nobody on and nobody out. Bottom of the sixth, the Red Sox out in front, four to two in a pressure ball game. Because if they don't win, the World Series is over. If they win this game, they have Lomborg to go tomorrow. Here's a curve in there, a strike call. Two strikes and no ball. George Scott. Nothing out of two in this game. Four out of 20 in the series. Time is called as Javier adjusts his sunglasses. Right sunshine here. Now Bryles gets ready. Here's the pitch. Bouncing ball back to Bryles. He's got it. Throws over to first in time. Bryles, you know, has a pitching motion that throws him off the mound towards first base. And many balls hit softly up the middle, trickle throw for hits. And that one almost did too, but he stabbed it backhanded and turned completely around. 
and throwing out George Scott. Reggie Smith, who hit the homer to put the Red Sox into the lead of the fourth, steps up there. His second home run of the World Series, by the way. Ground ball to the second baseman. Big hop to Javier. Flips over to Cepeda, and there's two away. Go up, two down. And here's Petroselli, who was hit home runs on successive times at bat. The outfield shades Petroselli towards left field. He's had three hits in this series, all have been against Hughes. Swings and foul tips the first bit. He has driven in three runs in this series, all against Hughes. So I imagine one pitcher that Rico Petroselli will send a Christmas card this year will be to the Cardinal right-hander. Who won the most games of any pitcher on the Cardinal staff, by the way, this year, 16. Jack LeMabe is limbering up on the bullpen for the Cardinals. Swung on, popped up. Javier looks down, loses the ball to the side. The Maris comes in to help him out and makes the catch. Petroselli pops to Maris and Chartwright, who realized that Javier had lost the ball in the sun and came in. One, two, three, nothing across. The score at the end of six innings. Boston four, St. Louis two. Now we're happy to present the worst person of the week. Our scouts have made their selection of worst person, and your name is... I'd rather not give it. You know, the awful things I've done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you are a family man. Did your wife know how awful you were when you got married? Well, she got an inkling of it when I refused to say I do at three different wedding ceremonies. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> what are some of the latest dreadful things you've been doing? Going to a department store wearing a carnation looking like a floor walker. Mm -hmm. People ask me directions. I send them to the wrong floor. Despicable. I like to drive on the turnpike in weekend traffic and purposely run out of gas in the middle lane. Then I get out of the car and just shrug a lot. Oh, I've seen you. Uh, the worst thing I do is to my own family. I hide the can of right guard just when they're all getting ready for a big night out. They all share the right guard? Well, that's the beauty part of it. It's a spray, see? And they all use it. So I don't leave just one or two defenseless. I leave them all six defenseless. <laughs> you certainly are the worst person of the week. Thank you. And another horrible thing I do is leave myself defenseless. I've noticed. Top half the seventh inning. St. Louis Cardinals, two runs on four hits. The Boston Red Sox, four runs on five hits. Down match will be the first hitter. We have a new right fielder, Jose Tartabal. Harry? All right, Pee Wee Maxville is nothing out of two in this game. Two out of 14 in the third. Tartabal has just been announced in right field as a defensive move by manager Dick Williams. Warren Giles, president of the National League with Fred Flagg. Right below us, here's a pitch, swung on. High fly ball to center will be an easy out. Reggie Smith is there, and he has it. Maxville, for the second time, flies deep to center field. That's one away, and now Bobby Tolan is going to bat for Nelson Brown. Brown's pitched two scoreless innings. Didn't allow any hits. Walked one intentionally. And hit one. Bobby Tolan. Batting for Nelson Brown. As the Cardinals trail by two here in the seventh. 
Wyatt pitches a fastball low and outside. Tolan making his third appearance in a World Series game. All this year, of course, he's hitless. Now the pitch, and it's a curve inside. Ball two. Blue Brock will be next. Dick Hughes, who was beaten five to nothing by Jim Lonborg in the second game of the series, is the pitcher of record so far today. Here's a pitch. Ball three, low and outside. Bobby Tolan leading off batting here with one out, batting for the pitcher, Nelson Brown. Lou Brock would be next. Joe Schultz coaching at third, Dick Sisler at first for the Cardinals. 32-year-old veteran right-hander John Wyatt looks down. The 3-0 pitch. He walked in ball four, four pitches. So here's Brock coming up with a runner at first and one out. The outfield shifts around towards left field for Brock. Elston Howard. What an acquisition that was by the Red Sox. His experience. Savoir Fair. Many a World Series with the Yankees is certainly doing their young pitching staff a great deal of good in this World Series. Gary Bell has started to warm up now for the Red Sox. Rock left-handed batter. The stretch. The pitch. A high fly ball, deep right center, way back. It might be out of here. It could be. It is a home run. What a tremendous pump. High into the right center field stand. And the horn you hear is from down in Gussie Bush's box. Those are about the only Cardinal fans here. <laughs> the Cardinal owner and his family down there, and Lou Brock with a tremendous home run has tied this game up at 4-4. There's his 10th hit of the series. Each team now has had four runs and five hits. His flood the pitch. Curveball inside, he spun out of the way. Rod now has driven in three runs, has scored seven, He's had 10 hits. Wyatt's pitch. Low fastball outside. Here comes Dick Williams out. This was the Cardinals' first home run of the World Series in Fenway Park. And that peewee, like I said about several of the Red Sox homers, would have been one in any ballpark in the world. Hey, Lou Brock, uh, the more I see of him, the more he amazes me. He's not a big man. He's, of course, he's not too small. He must be around 5'11", 175, 180 pounds. With all this tremendous speed that he has, he hit that ball in left center field, in right center field, must have been 40 rolls. Of course, the wind helped it a little bit, but he does have tremendous power. That he does. Here's the pitch to Flood. Strike called at the knees. Rock, as a leadoff man for the Cardinals during the regular season, hit 21 home runs. It's rare indeed when a leadoff man has that kind of home run power. 
Game tied 4-4. Here's the pitch to Flood. Sliced foul out of play. Off to the right, and the count is in. Two balls, two strikes. Now, both starting pitchers are off the hook. Gary Wasluski no longer can be the winner of this game. And Dick Hughes can no longer be the loser. We've had five home runs in this game. Four by the Red Sox. Here's the pitch. All three is low and inside. Three balls, two strikes. Roger Maris will be next. John Wyatt, who got out of a jam in the sixth, has gotten into his own trouble here in the seventh. On a walk to Tolan and a tremendous home run by Lou Brock. Now the pitch. Here it is. Low pump fly, short center field. Reggie Smith almost falls down, but he makes the catch. Blood flies to Smith, who as he was running in, almost slipped and fell. But caught the ball for the second out. And here's Roger Maris. We're tied 4-4 here on the top of the seventh. The Red Sox have Gary Bell working in the bullpen which would indicate they will pinch it for Wyatt in their seven. Wyatt will be the second batter coming up. Here's Maris and Wyatt's pitch. He was really pulling on that one, but bounces it foul into the Red Sox dugout. Fine first base. Maris has had one homer that off Lomborg in St. Louis Monday with two out in the ninth preventing Lomborg from registering his second straight shutout. Although he did get his second straight victory. The wind-up by Wyatt the pitch. Popped up. Left center field. Gastremski coming over and Reggie Smith. Smith takes it. Maris flies to Smith. Two runs, one hit. No errors and nobody left. And at the end of six and a half innings, it's all tied up. St. Louis four, Boston four. Hi, honey. I'm home. Hi, I'm upstairs. I'll be down in a minute. Okay. Have um, a good day. Oh, yeah. Horrible. Yeah, I lost your job again, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bought some new super king-size Winston cigarettes today. They're on the table in the hall. In the golden red pack? That's right. Great taste. It's not how long you make it. It's how you make it long. Mm, took her son to the dentist today. What happened? Mm, 20 new cavities. Ouch. Wowee. Mm. Well, I can't find the money. Oh, listen, John. Maybe they're in the table on the other side of the living room. What's the table doing over there? What'd you do? Rearrange the furniture again? No, John. I always keep the table over there. John? Cynthia? Mr. Fredericks, are you in the wrong house again? Tastes good. Tastes good. It should. It should. It's Wingstop. Jack LeMay will be the new Cardinal pitcher, and so let's pause here 30 seconds for station identification. There's more to a World Series than the meeting of two great teams, just as there's more to a white owl than just smoke. Take that white owl ranger. Stands tall in the box, slim and trim. The ranger delivers mildness. But there's even more than that to a white owl ranger. But we'll let you discover that for yourself. Then you'll know why we say, 
you get a lot more from a white owl than just smoke. KMOX, KMOX FM, St. Louis. With Pee Wee Reese, this is Harry Carey at Fenway Park, Boston. This game is tied up 4-4. And what a seesaw we've had here today. The Red Sox on Petroselli's homer took a 1-0 lead in the second. The Cardinals came back with two in the third to lead 2-1. to one. The Red Sox went home run uh, crazy in the fourth with three home runs to take a 4-2 lead. And then Lou Brock hit a homer with a man on and the Cardinals seventh to tie. Jack LeMabe, who for two years was a member of the Red Sox, makes his home in Springfield, Massachusetts. 31-year-old right-hander. He won three, lost seven. During the regular season, he's making his third appearance of this series. And the first man he'll face will be Elston Howard. John Wyatt kneeling in the on-deck circle. So maybe he's going to hit for himself. Here's the pitch to Howard. And it's a curveball outside. Elston Howard has had nothing out of two in this game. Two out of 14 in the series. Ball game in the bottom of the seventh. Tied up 4-4. Howard swings and fouls one into the stand. That evens it up. A ball and a strike. Boy, it's been an exciting all series. As the amazing Red Sox have pushed the Cardinals right to the limit. Right-handed batter, Elston Howard waits. One ball, one strike. LeMaves pitch. Strike two call the fastball. He had some mustard on that one. And the count, two strikes and a ball. John Wyatt. Do to be next. Cardinals have used four pitchers now. The Red Sox, two. Howard steps out of the batter's box. He's in the hole, two strikes and a ball. The pitch. Curveball missed with an outside. And that evens it, two balls, two strikes. Howard was unhappy when he left the Yankees. But things turned out like roses for him. Here he is in another World Series. A pitch, foul back. He was in nine of them with the Yankees. He's had five home runs in World Series play and has hit 261. The first time he ever batted in a World Series was against Don Newcomb. Yankee Stadium and he homered his first time at bat. Two strikes, two balls a pitch. Bouncing ball it might be a tough play for somebody. Here's Shannon throwing in time. He almost collided with Maxville. Oh, that was a slow dribbler past the mound, rolling towards Sharp. Shannon and Maxville were both sprinting for the ball. Shannon got there first. And still running, fired to Cepeda for the out. And now we're going to have a pinch hitter coming out. Looks like Dalton Jones. Dalton Jones, who has hit well in this series. batted 353 with six hits. Dalton Jones will be the batter. 
So we'll have a new Red Sox pitcher coming out in the eighth. Cepeda comes in to talk to Jack LeMay. One out, nobody on. The game tied. Jones had three homers, 25 runs batted in. Hit 289 during the regular season. A line drive hitter that, who hits the ball to all field. Here's the pitch by LeMay. Fastball outside. And Jones wants the umpire to look at the baseball. He does and tosses in a new one. The, the sun has gone into hiding at the moment. The pitch to Dalton Jones had a good cut and he fouled back. One ball, one strike. Boy, after a 162-game schedule, this might wind up with only one game deciding the championship. Should the Red Sox win this one today, that's what the situation would be tomorrow. The pitch to Jones, high outside. Two balls and a strike. Joe Hunter is working in the Cardinal bullpen. A left-hander who was touched for a two-run homer by Yastrzemski in the second game of the series. Here's a pitch. Line drive, base hit, right field. Dalton Jones singles to right. And the Red Sox have the lead run on at first base with one away. As Joe Foy comes out. Yastrzemski hit in the seventh inning of the second game was with two on, a three-run homer off Joe Harder. Here's Floyd. Nothing out of two in this game. One out of ten in the series. Hit 16 homers during the regular season. We're in the bottom of the seventh. The pitch by LeMay. Low outside. One ball, no strikes. Dalton Jones delivered his seventh hit of the series. A line single, the right. Now the pitch. Line drive, left field block coming over. Leach takes it off the wall. Here's Jones, got a chance to score. He's around third. His block throwing towards the plate. And safe.
double for Foy. Driving in a run. That gives the Red Sox a 5-4 to four lead. With Mike Andrews due to be the hitter. We have Ray Washburn out in the bullpen. Along with Joe Horner. I believe it's going to be Horner. by Foy, they give Brock an air on the throw. I thought perhaps he was headed for third base to take that base anyhow. So Brock will get an air on that throw, which was a strong throw, but up the line towards first base from home plate. When you play daringly, there are some times you're going to fail. And Lou Brock has been a sensation in the series. Play that one daringly. As he raced over trying to make the catch rather than concede the hit off the wall. And us, as a result of failing, let's pause here 30 seconds for station identification. High fly ball. Deep right field. Into the corner, Bobby Tolan. He's got it. The Cardinals win the pennant. The Cardinals win the pennant. And boy, they're all... Holy cow, that was a night I'll never forget. The Redbirds clinched the pennant. Best in the National League. And, for the best popular prize beer in America, clinch a cold glass of Bush. Bush delivers all the satisfaction a cold glass of beer can give you. Bush, best popular prize beer in America. KMOX, KMOX FM, St. Louis. Harry Carey and Pee Wee Reese... In an exciting ball game, which finds the Red Sox now seesawing back to the league. With one out, Dalton Jones, a pinch hitter, lined a single to right. Joe Foy hit a line drive towards the Green Monster, the scoreboard in left field. Lou Brock, racing at breakneck speed, leaped high into the air, couldn't reach the ball. His momentum carried him away, and it required him some time to recover. Upon recovering the ball, he fired towards the plate. But Foy was safe, and the throw got away. Or rather, Jones was safe, and when the throw got away, Foy advanced to third. Now Joe Horner comes in. The Red Sox have had seven hits. Four of them have been homers. Another one's been a double. The infield comes in for the Cardinals. With a play at the plate. There's only one out. Mike Andrews is headless in this game. Horner gets ready. Here's the pitch. Strike call to fastball. One strike and no ball. Maris plays a reasonably short right field against Andrews. Joe Horner getting ready. Here's the pitch. Inside a fastball. And the count is even at a ball and a strike. Foy represents an insurance run. As the Red Sox already lead 5-4. to four. Infield on the grass for the play at the plate. 
Joe Horner, a softball. Here's a pitch. Fouled out of play. Strike two. Now we wondered when this wall would finally have some effect on a game. I think this double by Foy was certainly one such instance because, because of the sharpness of the wall. The left fielder always plays over towards center. In a regular, a longer left field, that ball as hard as it was hit would probably have been caught. Two strikes and a ball. The pitch. Line base hit. Left field.
for six to four. Jerry Adair is going to bat here for Jose Tornable. Adair being a right-handed batter. This ball game started on a hitting note when with two out in the second inning off the starting pitcher Dick Hughes, Rico Petroselli homered. They gave the Cardinals the Red Sox a one to nothing lead over the Cardinals. But then in the third, a double by Javier and base hits by Brock, Flood, and Maris enabled the Cardinals to tie it to go ahead two to one. Then in the fourth inning, also off the start of Hughes, Yastrzemski, Reggie Smith, and Petroselli all hit home runs to establish a World Series record for home runs in one inning off one pitcher. That gave the Red Sox a 4-2 lead. Then, in the seventh inning, with a man on, Lou Brock homered to tie it up at 4-4. And here, the Red Sox have taken the lead in the bottom of the seventh. Jerry Adair with runners at first and third. Adair in this series is hitting 125 with two out of 16. So the Red Sox have used three men in the cleanup position. Harrelson who started, Tardable for whom Adair is pinch hitting. Adair hit 273 during the regular season. The pitch is a fastball low. The Cardinal infield is playing halfway. Around short and second. With one out, runners at first and third. They want to get the double play if they can. Adair from Tulsa. Former basketball star at Oklahoma State. Here's the pitch. Swung trying to hit the right field and he missed it. Six to four in favor of Boston. The Red Sox have hit four homers in this game. The Cardinals have hit one. Now Jaster's pitch. Fouled out of play into the press box. Looked like Milt Richmond got his hands on that one. Jerry Adair with runners at first and third. One out. Red Sox leading six to four. Jaster's pitch. Long drive center field. Flood will get it, but the run will score. There's the catch. Here comes the runner. A sacrifice fly. Sox leading seven to four. Adair drives in his first run of the series. With a count of two strikes and a ball, he lined a flood in center field, and Andrews tagged up and scored after the cut. Here now is George Scott. John Wyatt, who allowed the two runs on Brock's homer that tied up the ball game would be the pitcher of record. Here's a pitch high. He went out for a pinch hitter in this inning when Dalton Jones batted for him in single to right. And that started it all. 
Larry Jaster. The sixth Cardinal pitcher today. He swung and he missed. He tried to stop. He had gone around. That evens it up with a ball and a strike. As the Red Sox win, it necessitates the seventh and final and decisive game of the World Series here tomorrow with Bob Gibson for the Cardinals and Jim Lonborg for the Red Sox. And perhaps never will there have been a more dramatic setting in World Series history. 1-1 pitch. He had a cut and he missed. Strike two. Two strikes and a ball. George Scott, nothing out of three. Four out of 21 in this series. Yastrzemski, who has now enjoyed two three-hit games in this series. The pitch swung. Round ball. Maxfield breaking the wrong way, and the ball goes by him. Maxfield was breaking to his right. He must have lost the ball in the shirt of one of the fans, because the ball was hit right at him, and he was breaking to the opposite way. Pee-wee, many a ground ball went towards you at shortstop. What could have happened there? Harry, that's a good question. Unless that ball hit something in the infield, and kicked back to the right, but he looked like just as soon as the ball was hit, he took, he broke to his right, and the ball, if he'd have stayed right where he was, the ball would have come right to him. Ordinarily, you could lose the ball in the shirts, but uh, today it's a little cool. Most of the people have on dark clothing. I don't know, Harry. It's funny, he moved as, uh, we related, he moved to his right, and the ball went to his left. So it's a base hit for Scott, and Reggie Smith who has hit two home runs left-handed in this series, now turns around to bat right-handed against Larry Jasper. The pitch. And it's high. One ball, no strikes. The Cardinals have used Hughes, Willis, Bryles, LeMabe, Harner, and Jaster. Reggie Smith. The pitch. Strike called at the knees. And that evens it a ball and a strike. Runners at first and second. Two men are on. Three runs have scored. This is the second three-run inning that the Red Sox have had today. The pitch. High pop fly, short left center. It might drop. Everybody chasing it. Face it. Here's a one-run scoring. Here's Let's throw towards the plate cutoff. And Reggie Smith goes to second base. Taken out. He faced three men 
retired one of them. The other two hit safely. Joe Harner faced two men. Both got hits. Both have scored. His earned run average will soar astronomically as a result. And this is the ninth man coming up. Rico Petroselli, and all he's done today is hit two home runs. Two out of three. The Cardinals putting into action their seventh pitcher of the afternoon. You know, Pee Wee, I remember the 1964 World Series. The Cardinals leaving Yankee Stadium had a three-game to two lead. And we're coming back home to Bush Stadium, their old ballpark. And everybody thought that they would wrap it up in that sixth game at home. And the Yan Yankees went on a home run barrage, reminiscent of what the Red Sox have done here today, and pounded the Cardinals badly, forcing the decisive game, which Bob Gibson then pitched for the victory. But that was at home. If they go into, if they have to go into a seventh game here tomorrow, they'll be at a Fenway Park that has not yet been too friendly toward them. Well, Harry, of course you have one thing, or shall we say the Cardinals have one thing going for them tomorrow, and of course so does the Red Sox. But Gibson, in his two starts against this ball club, uh, looks to me like he's just overpowered them. Now, he's going to have one more day rest. Then Jim Lombard, who has pitched terrific ball against the Cardinals. The one thing that uh, kind of concerns me about the Cardinal Ball Club, uh, they don't look like the champions here today. Of course, this happens to ball clubs. And their bullpen has looked like it's been very weak today. They've had trouble getting that one man out. And I know that uh, winning that National League by ten and a half games or whatever they wanted by, I'm sure that their bullpen was much stronger throughout the year. There's Rico Petroselli to face Ray Washburn. And they're going to walk him intentionally to get to Elston Howard. So the bases will be loaded, and the tenth man in the inning, Elston Howard, who started it all by bouncing out to Shannon, will be coming up again with the bases loaded. Howard, you know, accounted for the insurance runs in the Monday game in a similar situation when he popped the single a short right. Bases are loaded. Four runs are in. Two men are out, and Elston Howard is a batter. Ray Washburn winds. Her ball high and inside. This is the seventh pitcher. We're in the bottom of the seventh. Here's a pitch swung and missed, the curveball. The Red Sox are leading eight to four. They've had 11 hits, eight runs, four home runs. The Cardinals four runs on five hits. The pitch. Bouncing ball to Shannon. Big hop. He's got it. Throws to first. The inning is over. But four runs scored.
six hits, one air, three left. And at the end of seven innings, the Red Sox eight, the Cardinals four. Well, Harry, we have a new right fielder in George Thomas taking over for Jose Tartabo. We have a new pitcher, Gary Bell. And talking about pitching, the four pitchers used by the Cards in that last inning ties a series record. Seems like there's a lot of series records being tied today. And another thing, in the second game of the 1960 series, Elson Howard got two hits in one inning, a triple and a single. <laughs> in this last inning, he started out by grounding out to started out the inning by grounding out to the third baseman, and he ended the inning by grounding out to the third baseman. He made two outs in that inning. <laughs> well, they say about baseball, if you uh, stick around long enough, Pee-wee, you'll see everything. And Elston Howard, who in one World Series got two hits in one inning, and another one makes two outs in one inning. And Gary Bell is the new pitcher on the Red Sox. Top of the eighth, Cepeda leads it off. Eight to four Red Sox. Bell's first pitch is a high inside fastball. Bell's appearing in his third game. He started one, he relieved in one. He lost the game he started. Shannon hit a two-run homer off of him in that game. Here's the pitch on the way to Cepeda. And the count evens at a ball and a strike. Cepeda with nothing out of three today. This is the fourth game out of the six that he's been hitless in. He's driven in one run. He hasn't hit any homers. He's two out of 22. Fouled it back and out of play. And he's in the hole. Two strikes and a ball. And Pee Wee, whenever a guy's in a little bit of a slump, no matter who it is, it always seems like every time you look up, he's got two strikes on him. Yeah, it certainly does. Evidently, it gives that pitcher a little confidence. Just get it over. He, uh, he won't hit it. But as I said before, it looks like... Now, you know, if, if the pitcher was throwing him a curveball and making him look bad, you'd say, well, this fellow's timing is completely off. But he's having a very good cut at the ball, staying right on the ball, but all he's doing is popping up, just not quite getting it, or he's fouling the ball off. Top of the eighth, eight to four in favor of Boston. And Gary Bell winds. Here's the pitch. He didn't mean to swing. A little tap over the pitcher's head. In fast, the second baseman can't make a play. It's a hit for Cepeda. On a little roller. Over the pitcher's head. Andrews came charging in, but the only possible play he would have had is if he could have picked the ball up barehanded, which he didn't do. So it's a scratch hit to start the eighth. And here's McCarver. Likes a payday and a slump in the series. Two out of 18. Hey, you have to admire uh, Cepeda. He gets down on first base. This is one of, you know, this is a real cheap hit he just gets, but he hasn't lost his spirit. He's hollering to McCarver, giving him the fist, says, come on, let's go, let's go. That's great. So we have a Red Sox leading eight to four. Here's a pitch to McCarver, swung on and foul. The Cardinals have a runner at first base with nobody out. In the eighth. Eight to four. Boston. Activity out there. And the Red Sox bullpen. 
A left-hander, the only left-hander they have is the 19-year-old youngster, Brett, Ken Brett. So he's working out there. McCarver with a count of strike one. The pitch. Curveball inside, evens it up. One ball, one strike. Gary Bell. From San Antonio, Texas. Cepeda. A safe lead. Scott plays back. Here's the pitch. Fly ball to left field. Going back. Back is Jastrzemski near the wall. One-handed catch. Beautiful play. Stremski ran almost into center field for McCarver's long drive and hauled it in with one hand over his shoulder. And Dick Williams now, the manager of the Red Sox, comes out to talk to Gary Bell. That ball was really hit. You know, there's an example, Pee Wee, of what I was referring to with Lou Brock on the uh, double by four. Every left fielder in this ballpark, because of the sharp distance down the line, plays far over, abnormally over towards center field. Now, there's a play ordinarily is an extra base hit. But because Jastrzemski starts off playing towards center, he's able to reach the ball. And Brock, by contrast, playing over towards center field, couldn't reach a ball that was hit to his right in what normally would be his position. So... There are peculiarities presenting themselves as a result of the construction of the ballpark. Here's Shannon. The curve is low. Shannon homered off Bell in St. Louis. He's nothing out of three in this contest. One out, one on. The ball game in the eighth. Bell's pitch. Swung and he missed the fastball. That evens it a ball and a strike. The Cardinals have had four runs on six hits. The Red Sox have made eight runs with 11 hits. And four of those 11 hits have been home runs. Three of them in one inning. Shannon swings. A fly ball to left center. Yastrzemski chasing this one. So's Reggie Smith. Off the wall. There's Cepeda going into third. And Shannon to second with a double. Ooh, that Reggie Smith picked the ball up at the 379 mark and threw it into second base on the fly. Shannon has doubled off the 379 mark. And here's Javier. After Cepeda's scratch hit, McCarver hit a line drive that Jastrzemski made a fine play on, and Shannon banged one off the left center field wall. Here's Javier. Runners at second and third. Javier, one out of three in the game. Gary Bell's pitch. Line drive to the third baseman for an out. Javier lined hard to Foy. That's two gone, and here's Maxville. Gary Bell isn't exactly fooling him here in this inning, but he's pitching scoreless ball. Runners are at second and third with two out. Maxville, nothing out of three in the contest. Two out of 15 in the series. Time is being called. 
for Ray Washburn, the pitcher, to come out on the on-deck circle. That's one of baseball's technicalities. The next hitter must be kneeling in the on-deck circle. Here's Bell's pitch to Maxville. Fastball is high. One ball, no strikes, two out, runners at second and third. The score, Boston 8, St. Louis 4. Maxville. Waits and Gary Bell's pitch. He held up ball two. He didn't go around on the curveball. And the Red Sox squawk about that one. Elston Howard whirled around to talk to Paul Pryor. Two balls, no strikes. The pitcher, Ray Washburn, would be next. Now the signal. Here's the pitch. Strike call to fastball. Hal Woodishick, veteran left-hander, who started in the American League, is now warming up in the bullpen for the Cardinals. Two balls and a strike. Maxville the hitter. Here's the pitch. Probably this strike two. And Bell is caught up now at two balls, two strikes. Gary Bell comes in protecting a four-run lead. The pitcher of record right now is Wyatt. For the Red Sox and LeMabe, a former Red Sox, by the way, for the Cardinals. Gary Bell's 2-2 pitch to Dow Maxville. High pump foul back and out of play. There are two men out. Runners at second and third. We're in the top of the eighth. A wild ball game today. In which the Red Sox are leading. Eight to four. Two balls, two strikes. Two out, two on. Gary Bell is ready. The pitch to Maxville. Here it is. Ball three. And the count is full. And if he walks him, it would bring up the tying run. Whomever it might be, it won't be Washburn, who is scheduled next. Three balls, two strikes on Dow Maxville. Gary Bell's pitch. Almost hits the ball four. The bases are loaded. Boy, I tell you, Pee-wee, no run has scored yet. The bases are loaded, and two shots were hit that were caught. This could have been some inning for the Cardinals. Certainly could. Of course, uh, Cepeda started things off here with a kind of a cheap hit, but then Mazeroski made a great play in uh, left field to retire McCarver, and Shannon, Shannon got a line drive double off the wall out in left center. Javier hit a line drive to Foy. I would say that Bell is not exactly fool hitters, but he got himself in a jam here by walking down Maxwell, the shortstop, and brings a tying run to the plate. And Harry, I imagine, uh, I'm not sure, you know more about this than I do, Dave Ricketts may be the hitter. KMOX and KMOX FM, St. Louis. out of the bullpen. He's a switch hitter. So, if he's employed... Won't make any difference. 
who the pitcher is. He would have that percentage of hitting either right-handed against a left-hander who's warming up in the bullpen, Ken Brett, or left-handed against a right-hander who's Gary Bell. Dave Ricketts, it will be. Ricketts in this series has been the bat twice, nothing out of two. The bases are loaded, so Ricketts represents the tying run. More than that, Pee Wee, is the fact that Lou Brock would be next. And he's had quite a day. He's batted in three uh, runs, and uh, they struck him out. It looked like they had the the solution in the first time he got up. Then things begin to happen with Brock, and he makes things happen. So Dave Ricketts steps up. Hit one home run during the regular season. The outfield plays him straight away. Yastrzemski's great catch on McCarver's line drive is a big play in this inning. Bases are loaded. Two men are out. Gary Bell into the windup. The pitch to Dave Ricketts. Swings and he fouls it back and out of play. One strike and no ball. We're in the top of the eighth. In the most eventful ball game of the whole series. The emphasis has been on muscle today, not pitching. It's brute strength, not finesse this afternoon. Eight to four, Red Sox. The pitch to Ricketts. Inside, a slider, barely missed. And the count is evened up at a ball and a strike. Two men are out. Maxville's at first, Shannon at second, Cepeda at third. The score, 8-4, to four, Boston. The Cardinals will tie another record today in the bottom of the eighth. Their new pitcher will be the eighth used, and that ties the series record. Here's the pitch to Ricketts. High fly ball in the left field. Yostremski's back waiting. He's got it to retire the side. Scored with no run. Two hits. No errors. Three left. The Cardinals have stranded eight. And at the end of seven and a half innings, the score, Boston, eight, St. Louis, four. We're going in the bottom half the eighth inning. The Cardinals will have one more chance to get back in this ballgame. They trail by a score of eight to four. The Cardinals have four runs on seven hits. The Boston Red Sox have eight runs on 11 hits. the ball game is the eighth pitcher for the Cardinals and that ties a World Series record set by Cincinnati against the Yankees in 1961 George Thomas will lead it off came into play right field right handed batter a pitch by Woodchick swung and fouled back Thomas making his second appearance second time uh, his first time he pinch hit was retired striking out we're in the bottom of the eighth. Here's the pit. Bouncing ball to Maxville. Big hop. He's got it. Throws to first. In time. 
And here is Joe Foy, the third baseman. He got that big double in the seventh inning. That started things rolling for the Red Sox. Now, the Red Sox, 11 hits. Four have been homers, one's been a double. The other singles, of course. Bouncing ball right back to Woodershed. Flips over to first. <laughs> In making the soft lob, he almost threw it away. <clears throat> Two men gone. Here's Mike Andrews. He had a big hit in the seventh inning. Every hit the Red Sox have had today has been a big hit. Yastrzemski had three out of four in the second game of the World Series, and he's had three out of three in this, the sixth game. Andrews hits a bouncing ball behind second base. Marksville can't come up with it. It'll be a base hit. A high hopper over the middle. It's a hit for Andrews. It gives him two Listen to the hand for Yastrzemski. Standing ovation. second just in time he could never have gotten Yastrzemski so it is no runs one hit no errors one left the Red Sox have stranded seven and at the end of eight it's Boston eight St. Louis four okay Pee-wee Lou Brock steps up there and your turn at the microphone okay Harry Lou Brock first pitch for Gary Bell Hit high out in the right field. That ball is going way back to the wind. May take it out of here. Look out. Thomas right back up against that fence. Puts his hand on top of the fence, ready to jump. But it came right down to him as Lou Brock almost had his second home out of the day. George Thomas got back to that fence put his hand up on top of the rail, ready to leap in the air, but the ball came right down in his glove, so it's one away. And that brings up Kurt Flood. Kurt, one for four. Got a base hit in the third inning. Gary Bell's first pitch to him, inside ball one. One ball, no strikes. One away. Kurt Flood, the hitter. Gary Bell in the windup. Here's the pitch to Kurt. Ball hit right back through the middle. Mike Andrews over. Fumbles the ball. The throw to Scott. They got it. The ball was hit pretty hard right back through the middle. Andrews to his right. Braced that foot. Hit in his glove, he could not pick it up right away, but he still had enough on it to throw foot out at first base. So it's two away. Roger Maris is a hitter. Gary Bell on the windup. Fastball is outside. Ball one. Roger Maris.
struck out. Single. Walked and flied out. Elson Howard giving the signs. Gary fell into the windup. Fastball hit off out of the left field. Could be in there for a base hit. Suzuki cannot catch up with it. Barehanded. He finally slaps it and knocks it down. Roger Maris holds on at first base as Roger gets his second hit of the day. So Cepeda gets another chance. The last time up, he tried to check his swing on a breaking pitch by Bell. Andrews came in fast. It was a slow hit ball. Could not throw Cepeda out, and he got himself a base hit. So the Cardinals' hopes are still alive. Bells pitched to Cepeda. There goes the ball out in left field. It may go foul. It's a foul ball. It would have been a home run down that left field line by Cepeda, but it was just foul. That's what happens. Now, he's hit some balls right in the nose right at somebody. He hits this one a mile, but just barely foul. Orlando just a little bit out in front of that curveball of Gary Bell. Bell shakes his head to Elson Howard. Looks over at Roger Maris at first base. The pitch to Cepeda. Little tap. Bell should have it. He has it. The throw to Scott. That ball to Cepeda. And that's all for the Cardinals here in the top half of the ninth inning. No runs. One hit. No errors. One man left on base. So the score. And that's the final score. Santos Cardinals four. And the Boston Red Sox 8.